All right, hey, what's going on, everybody? Good morning to everyone in Sharks territory. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, my name is Aaron James, and we're about to get down right now on Shark City Unfiltered, the number one live stream in Sharks territory. And uh, we're going to react to last night's action. Not going to go too deep into that. This is a Sharks show after all. And then we're going to talk about the Sharks opening roster and probably top off the program with how the um, Sharks can do better this season. So... Uh, by all means, kick back and enjoy the show if you are watching live on X. Otherwise, uh, feel free to drop a comment in the comment section if you are watching live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. So uh, let's get this uh, bad boy rolling, why don't we? Good morning to everyone in Sharks territory, or if you're an East Coast Sharks fan at this point, good afternoon. I am Aaron James. I am the host of Shark City Unfiltered, the number one trending live stream in Sharks territory. Uh, we have quite the episode for you today. It's going to be short and sweet, or at least I'll try to make it that way. Uh, we're going to react to last night's action, the NHL face-off. Uh, there was a three games slotted. There was the Tampa Bay Lightning the uh, against the Nashville Predators, which I'm not really going to brush up on. I just kind of want to react to um, the Pittsburgh Penguins and the uh, <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks game, as well as um, last night's uh, Vegas Golden Knights game. That's not going to be the uh, focal point of the show. I just want to, you know, give my two cents into, uh, you know, last night's action, mainly being... Um, I mean, listen, as a Sharks fan, I could really care less about any of those teams, right? Could care less about Chicago, could care, definitely care less about Pittsburgh. More, uh, even more so can be said about the Vegas Golden Knights, right? Um, <clears throat> but I just kind of want to talk about, um, you know, for me as a hockey fan, I think all of us were really looking forward to seeing, and I know, again, it's Vegas, okay? But I think most of the hockey world out there was looking forward to seeing the Stanley Cup banner being raised. Doesn't matter if you know what team has it, it's always nice to celebrate the Stanley Cup. Obviously, I'm not 100% celebrating it, it's just nice to watch that spectacle, right? It's nice to see it. Um, so with that being said, uh, my biggest reaction to last night. Uh, first and foremost was that second game, um, Pittsburgh, you know, it was marketed and I get it, you know, Crosby versus Bedard, you know, hockey's essentially hockey's past versus hockey's future. Right. Um, if you want to have a comparison for those of you who are football fans out there, that's essentially saying like, you know, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes or whatever. Right. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> my biggest issue with this game was just how much, uh, how much the NHL, how much ESPN was drooling over Connor Bedard's secondary assist, okay? A secondary assist. We spent that time drooling over, you know, a secondary assist to the point where we don't even get to see the cup banner ceremony uh, being raised live. 
You know, I think, unfortunately, and I don't want to start off as, you know, on, on a sour note, but I think that's a common NHL because, um, come on. Uh, I think that whole evening, that whole day within the three games that were slotted for hockey fans that are not, um, you know, diehard fans of those six clubs. I think the biggest reason why most of us were watching last night was to see that ceremony. So um, it kind of was, again, kind of a letdown. Uh, I get it. Connor Bedard is supposed to be the next, you know, the next big thing. He's supposed to be, you know, sensational and whatnot. But I mean, let's let's just be real here. Okay. Um, I mean, they were definitely like hyping it up. I mean, I think during like the intermission or like he was inches away from his first goal when he really wasn't. I mean, I think one of his shots, he was even going wide of the net. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I was just, okay. Just as a hockey fan. All right. Pierce, pure hockey fan reaction here. Um, it was kind of disappointing to see, um, you know, what I think was probably the main event, the more important um, event of the evening being the cup. All right. So it doesn't matter what team wins it. Um, the Stanley Cup, you know, that's that's the goal, right? That's the ultimate prize in hockey. So how are you going to f- have that take a backseat to, you know, some, you know, number one overall draft pick that, in all honesty, I think, you know, they tried their best to hype it up, but it just really didn't deliver. Um, so that's all I'm going to spend on that. Uh, get ready to call a uh, a penalty on me right here because I'm about to go into this really quick reaction on the, uh, the ring here. Again, I understand that Vegas Golden Knights, can be considered one of the San Jose Sharks' biggest rivals, but I'm one of those fans that I really, I kind of can't hate on this club. Um, obviously, I'm going to always be passionate when it comes to the, to my Sharks playing the Golden Knights. Um, but I just want to talk about this ring here, okay? Really quick, I'm not going to go too like too crazy into it because again, this is the Vegas Golden Knights and this is the San Jose Sharks show. But I just want to say that this is probably the most unique championship ring I have ever seen. And if anything, it makes me want to see the Sharks win one even more because I cannot see how the NHL uh, collectively will get rid of this type of uh, template or design. That specifically being the fact that you could detach the top of the ring and it has the freaking arena inside. I mean, can you imagine how amazing it will be you know, when the Sharks finally have their chance and if they go this route to have the Shark Tank, the SAP Center, like embedded within that ring. And then obviously the size of the Stanley Cup uh, ring here, uh, Stanley Cup Championship ring is, I mean, it's practically covering like, you know, three knuckles, right? But um, I just thought that was honest. Honestly, I, just, I honestly just thought that was pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to hate. I know there's our biggest rivals, but the fact that they had the arena embedded in the ring, that is probably one of the most unique features I've ever seen on any championship ring uh, for any sport. So, uh, you know, probably be the only time you'll hear me say this on a program. Uh, you know, congrats to the Stanley Cup champs, the Vegas Golden Knights and their fan base. Um, can't hate on them. You know, they do it right. They, they, they honestly, um, embody, uh, the city and they definitely, you know, they definitely, uh, they hit all the marks when it comes to, um, you know, representing, uh, you know, Vegas. All right. Uh, moving along here. So that's pretty much about as much time as I'm going to spend on, uh, Vegas. Let's go back to opening night for, um, the Pittsburgh game really quick because a lot of the Sharks fans, 
weren't really watching that game for Connor Bedard. We were watching that game for Eric Carlson, right? So Eric Carlson was a part of that big trade during the offseason. It was a three-team trade. A lot of us Sharks fans are salivating like because we get a first-round draft pick from Pittsburgh, right? And it's top 10 protected, which means um, if they are horrible this year, which... You know, looking at how they started out last night, <laughs> it might be the case. Um, it means the Sharks, you know, I mean, we're all voting to get that 11th overall pick. Is it, is it likely? Probably not, to be honest with you. It probably isn't likely. I mean, there's a chance that they may, you know, they're going to try to contend for that playoff spot, right? I mean, that's the whole reason why they did the Eric Carlson deal. But I just want to say this, man. For everyone out there who thought, you know, EK65 was going to cook. To me, that's a common EK65 performance. That being that his first game as a Pittsburgh Penguin. And by the way, uh, this right here is coming out of uh, X from Mark Purdy at Merck Purdy. Merck for Mercury News. He was a um, guest on the show earlier this summer. Uh, he tweeted out or posted, I guess, at this point, that Eric Carlson's first game as a Pittsburgh Penguin. Zero goals, zero assists, minus two, three block shots. He had 25 minutes and 17 seconds of ice time. And, you know, obviously a 4-2 loss. So that negative two, that's what I'm talking about. That right there is your typical Eric Carlson. That's what you're going to get. I know he got that, uh, you know, Norris Trophy and mainly being hyped up because he was the first defenseman in a long time to score over 100 points. But, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, that was just a pretty bow to, to put on the package to send him, uh, wherever, you know, on his way out of San Jose. All right. So that being said, hopefully, you know, EK65 defensively could continue to perform that way. And then the San Jose Sharks fans will be able to get the 11th overall uh, pick. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. But if so, that would be awesome. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I got for, you know, reacting to opening night. I cannot wait for the San Jose Sharks opening night to uh, commence here. It's tomorrow. So for us Sharks fans, the real opening night is tomorrow. And with that being said, the San Jose Sharks have finally revealed this was yesterday they revealed their season opening roster uh, so with the forwards the Saudi sharks are going to have alexander but most of these names are not uh shocking but we're going to go over them anyways um so it's like not really news right uh, but alexander barabanov thomas bordelow logan couture who is on um he's injured so let's let's just cover that detail really quick um rather than go through the roster and come back to it so a lot a lot of um so the news here is he's out. He's not going to make tomorrow's opening night. All right. Um, per the sounds of sharks and this, I just want to say the source is uh, Curtis Michelka on X. Um, head coach David Quinn says that, you know, with every passing day, he keeps skating and making progress. It's another step forward. He's kind of in neutral for a while. The longer he was in neutral, he's really, He's going backwards, whatever that means. Anyways, but um, what I wanted to really share here was that since Logan Couture came into camp injured, there's no minimum amount of days he would have to spend on injured reserve to start the season. So he could be activated whenever he is healthy. Okay. Um, and because he came into camp injured, he is considered to have a non-roster status. So didn't pass a physical wasn't added to the Sharks roster, um, and he's not subject to the whole um, designation of like seven-day required absence. All right, so 
All that to say is that Couture can, like we said on the previous episode, uh, the previous show, Couture could very well be out for the entire month of October. But hey, that's good news because that opens up, you know, the uh, the roster spot for Thomas Borrello. So uh, if the Sharks do elect to keep Thomas Borrello for, um, you know, as waivers exempt, that being, you know, playing less than 10 games this season, there's only nine games this um, October. And it all begins tomorrow night at the Shark Tank against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um so, you know, we could very well see Thomas Bartolo, uh, Thomas Bartolo play the entire month of October and then get sent back down to AHL. Uh, you know, only time will tell. And, you know, hopefully if he performs well enough, he'll make it an increasingly hard decision for uh, head coach David Quinn to actually send him back to the minors. All right. So uh, continuing on with the forwards that are going to be part of the Sharks opening roster, uh, Anthony Duclair, the Duke of San Jose. By the way, during preseason, I was chatting Every time Anthony Duclair touched the touches the puck, I would love to hear Sharks fans cheer Duke. I really would. I really would. I think that'll be amazing. Um, it's been a while since we've had, <clears throat> pardon me, um, that kind of reaction from the fan base. Uh, more, I mean, I remember with like you know Chichu, that's like a common one. You know Chichu. I would love to see this with Anthony Duclair. I think it'll be awesome. If if I'm not mistaken, I think it's something that they did in Florida. <clears throat> and um, I, I would love to see that uh, chat come to life uh, here in Sharks territory. As a matter of fact, speaking of that of opening night, I was checking out tickets because some people were saying tickets were a little bit, uh, you know, uh, a little bit pricey. I, I just had to verify it. Uh, they're still solid. There's still plenty of seats left. Uh, you can get in the game for like 40 bucks. And speaking of that, according to Ticketmaster, it almost looks like the, the tank's going to be packed. So I'm not too sure it is the case because of tickets sold or tickets distributed. <laughs> we all became accustomed to that uh, saying last season. But nonetheless, um, it's, it appears as if the Shark Tank is potentially going to be packed. So that's what's up. All right, moving on with the uh, forwards here. William Eklund. William Eklund has officially been named to the starting roster. And as one... Uh, Person said in the uh, on my post in the subreddits for San Jose Sharks, I'm officially <laughs> uh, I'm officially excited to watch the season. I'm officially going to watch every game this season. Anyways, um, so uh, Michael Gradlin, Thomas Hurdle, Mike Hoffman, Luke uh, Cunning, Kevin LeBanc, Mitchell Russell, who's on the injured reserve, Giovanni Smith, Nico Sturm, Philip Sedina, and Fabian Zetterlin are the forwards that are going to be a part of the Sounds of Sharks opening roster. Moving on to the defensive and uh, goaltending side, um, Matt Bending, Kyle Burrows, Ty Emerson, Mario Ferraro, Nikolai Kanizov, Jacob McDonald, uh, John Ruda, Radim Shimik, who is on the injured reserve, unfortunately, again. Henry Thrun. I am so excited that Henry Thrun's on the opening roster. Honestly, this guy is going to be the number one defenseman. I guarantee it. If not by the end of this, by for sure by the end of the season, if not by the end of the month, definitely number one defenseman. And I'm telling you, for everyone who's who's out there, keep quoting, oh, Eric Carlson had 40-plus percent of all the points scored last season. Henry Thrun's going to help make up for that. I'm, I guarantee it. I've seen this guy play in the preseason opener. He's amazing. Okay, I was I'll be honest with you. All right. I was I was a little sus. I was a little on the fence. I was like wondering, okay, is this hype or is this legitimate? I'm gonna tell you right now, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. Okay. Um, and then of course Mark Edward Vlasic, which I think he's gonna be under the microscope this season. Um 
every year, just like you know, I mentioned on a previous show, every year, every um, there's going to be a veteran until this rebuild has passed. There's going to be a veteran who's going to be under the limelight as being like trade bait, and there's going to be a contract on our squad that's going to be considered quote unquote one of the worst in hockey. It's just it is what it is. All right, the team is going through a phase, and um, until they could actually produce on the ice. This is going to kind of be the mainstream narrative. Obviously, diehard Sharks fans are going to, you know, we have support of this team regardless. A lot of you fans out there might even try to say that, hey, Sharks fans who believe that they, um, that they, uh, okay, we got a question. Are we got, oh, yeah, okay. We'll go back to that in a second. Okay, so we've got some comments on Facebook. I'll go back to you in a second. Um, so a lot, a lot of Sharks fans out there are, you know, a few of them, I guess we'll say, a few who make a lot of noise is the best way to say it, right? They are they are quick to say like, oh, if Sharks fans believe that this team is going to be good, that, you know, they're on one essentially. Um, I think that's cap. Honestly, if you're a real diehard Sharks fan, who in, I mean, who in the right mind the diehard fan of any team is is going to go into the season before the puck even drops and be like we're going to be the worst we're going to suck you know what i mean anyways i don't believe it i think it's cap you know what i mean uh again we'll talk we'll talk again and you know maybe i'll reconsider this come february you know what i mean but um i honestly believe that the sharks are going to be somewhat good all right so we have some comments that i want to get to on facebook um and i'm almost certain it's about connor bedard um, so they say they keep showing them on the bench and that it got annoying. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, I agree. Um, everything was, I mean, that's just how it's going to be. I mean, they're going to freaking, in my opinion, you know, they're going to hype this kid up until he actually can come through. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I don't want to sound like a hater or throw shade, but, um, I honestly kind of hope that you know he kind of has an an average kind of mediocre rookie season because i feel like if this guy balls out or you know shows up and show and you know and balls out whatever you want to call it um and gets the calder memorial trophy as everyone's already kind of predicting it's going to kind of incentivize and validate the notion of tanking right anyways so um the kid only has one goal in the exhibition and it was with an empty netter he almost i mean he supposedly it was a, you know it was intentional but and i get it he's young nerves but you know practically forgot his stick before he went on the ice and you know um from what i've seen a lot of like his techniques and you know the way he was like you know uh, moving the puck or shooting the puck it was kind of being a little blown out out of proportion a little little kind of a stretch in some cases and i get it he's a superstar but hey he he was a superstar with and I don't mean in disrespect to anyone else, but, you know, he's playing in these leagues with a lot of these youngsters and kids who may not even make it to an NHL caliber team or even to the minors, et cetera. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, only time we tell. Obviously, it's only one game, but eh, I could care less about Connor Bedard, to be honest with you. Now back to the San Jose Sharks, the goaltending. All right. Probably the biggest, biggest um, Question mark, I guess, is the best way, generic way to say it, going into the season, is how well will Mackenzie Blackwood and Capo Kakinen do this season? Uh, those are the Sharks' two goaltenders into the uh, opening roster. I think Capo Kakinen is going to be the starter. Mackenzie Blackwood will probably get game two. We'll see. I'm, I honestly, 
believe Capital Captain will be starting tomorrow night, and then Blackwood will get the game on Saturday. But that right there is your San Jose Sharks opening roster. I know I kind of went back and forth, so let's just cover it one more time. Barabanov, Bordalo, Couture, Duclair, Eklund, Granlin, Hurdle, Hoffman, Kunin, Cunnan, pardon me, uh, LeBanc, Russell, Smith, Stern, Zadina, and Zetterlin are going to be your uh, forwards. And your defense, your defenders are Benning, Burroughs, Emerson, Ferraro, Knizov, McDonald, uh, Ohakichuk, Ruda, Shimmick, Thrun, and um, Vlasic. Your attendees, Blackwood and Kakunin. And yeah, I am so, so super excited for tomorrow night. I will be in attendance. So, um, you know, I, I, I really hope it's a sellout. It looks that way. There's not much tickets, at least on Ticketmaster, remaining. So hopefully it's packed. Um, really quick here. This is William Eklund reacting to being named to the, uh, being officially named to the main roster. And I quote, it means a lot. I've worked hard for this. Now my job is to be here all year. So my focus will be on that. Again, that's William Eklund uh, on making the Sharks main roster. And that quote is um, coming out of X uh, from Curtis Pashalka. Real talk. I really am excited to see this guy, um, especially with uh, Bordalo and Thrun. I firmly believe that these that these three youngsters, these three—I don't want to say kids—you know they're adults, right—but these three youngsters, I honestly believe that this may this is the new core. It really is. Um, these three guys together can, in my opinion, I don't want to say compensate. I would say maybe even provide more offense and more, you know, maybe even more production than Eric Carlson. Like, you know, everyone's saying Eric Carlson, 40% of the points, you know, take him out of the way. You know, I don't know why anyone out there, I've seen some shows saying that we have virtually no talent on the squad. Like, do you not know Henry Thrun, Bortolo and Eklund, Hurdle, Couture? Anyways, and I could go on, but I honestly think those three youngsters, these three young sharks combined, will make up for a huge uh, chunk of, you know, everyone's favorite uh, name drop, Carlson and Meyer. We'll add Timo Meyer in there as well. So I don't think the Sharks are going to be horrible, is what I'm trying to say. And if you think that that's capped, then by all means, leave a comment in the comment section, and, you know, we'll talk about it. It's all good. All right. Uh, let me just make sure that I'm uh, not missing anything here. Yeah, okay. So with that, uh, with that being said, the Sharks – Roster now being um, now the Sharks roster has been set going into the uh, season. That means that our salary cap, our opening roster uh, salary cap has um, a space of only 2.38 million projected cap space. Uh, this stat comes out of Puckpedia. So uh, 23 active players, that's 13 forwards, 8 defensemen, 2 goaltenders, including Kachor, Shimmick, McDonald on the injured reserve, and, Och- and um, Ohadichuk, who's um, kind of like also kind of a IR. But this right here is what I just want to kind of really update about the cap space here, is that there is $7.4 million in dead cap for the Sharks still. Um so Jones is still getting paid 2.9 on his buyout. Brent Burns is still getting paid 2.72. These are mill, by the way, uh, on their buyout. Carlson, we had retained 1.5 on his salary. Bossers, if you all remember, Rudolph Bossers, 
uh, Rudolph's Monsters. He has a $308,000 uh, buyout hit on our cap. And uh, the bonus overage is 25000 So um, all that to say is this seems and going. This seems like it's going to be the Sharks roster um, going for the rest of the year. I know a lot of fans are suspecting some of these veterans that we just acquired during the offseason to kind of be trade bait. I don't see it happening. I mean, maybe I don't want to throw. I don't even want to throw any names out there because I honestly. I'm kind of getting a little uh, exasperated of San Jose Sharks um, kind of taking players on and then moving them, you know, just kind of like trade bait signings. I really hope that everyone that they signed this offseason, Giovanni Smith, Anthony Duclair, Mike Hoffman, uh, some of them they acquired via trade, like John Ruda, etc. I really hope that they find a home here in San Jose. And I really hope that they stay because let's be honest, so much turnover in San Jose, though it's kind of like status quo for rebuilding uh, teams. It doesn't help, right? It doesn't help when it comes to like trying to build chemistry. It doesn't help when you have to always see a new face coming in and out of that locker room. I really hope that this is the year where we start to, you know, hold on to our players and actually make San Jose seem like a place to be. Um, I mean, come on, let's think about it. If if veterans are going to constantly be on the move, are essentially being used to make you know improve the club, uh, quote unquote improve the club by f- you know acquiring future uh, picks or whatnot, because you never know if those picks are even going to work out. Um, I don't think it's going to be attractive, an attractive uh, you know place um, during the offseason, But that's just my opinion. So I really hope that you know Giovanni Smith and to declare Mike Hoffman have long term uh, a long term stay here in San Jose, but. That's just my two cents. All right, so let's uh, move along here. Wow, we've actually been going strong for almost half a regulation period. Uh, I thought this right here is unique. So if you haven't heard already, San Jose Sharks are um, teaming up with the Flatliners this off se- uh, this season. I don't know if this is going to be a goal song. I don't know if it's going to be um, you know just something that they play during commercials or just trying to promote you know during the arena promotion. I have no like, no clue. But what I do know for a fact is it's not going to be the interest song and the sounds of sharks have with they took to twitter or x part of me to confirm this so uh they said seek and destroy by metallica is still our entrance song which i think of course you know it has to be right because how a lot of people are freaking out like oh man is is this going to be the new entrance song that you know this new flatliner song that's going to i'm assuming will be debuted maybe later today if not definitely tomorrow um but I, I know a lot of Sharks fans were kind of like uh, sweating, wondering like, oh, man, are they going to change probably one of the best traditions in San Jose? Um, that being Seek and Destroy. Well, Sharks confirmed it. We're still going to get Metallica when they skate out of the Sharks head. And that's that's got to be like, you know, the way to go. They are a Bay Area band. And if you don't know, they did begin in L.A., but it was because of Cliff Burton, the bass player that lived here in the Bay Area, which is why they relocated. They're now kind of like uh, headquartered in San Francisco. But nonetheless, Metallica is a Bay Area band, so why would you change your entrance uh, song to a punk band from you know up north in Canada? Anyways, uh, so for those of you who are concerned and worried, you're going to still get your Metallica to start every Saturday Sharks game. That's what's up. Um, if they do decide to do the Flatliners song... And if you haven't heard it yet, you could catch like little snippets and previews on the Flatliners account and, of course, on the San Jose Sharks social media accounts. Um, 
this is like this little like uh part where the drum goes dun 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 pardon the uh <laughs> pardon the uh reenactment there but if that is a goal song there's potential there for every time we score to be like you know, add some clapping from the crowd. So we'll see what they do with that song. I don't know. I do know one thing, though, is that Tired is that quote-unquote Space Jam uh, goal song. And and I feel it. But I, I really don't see them changing that either. But, hey, who knows? Only time will tell. Okay. Uh, briefly going through here on a quick um, quick hangout here um, this morning on um, – Shark City Unfiltered, and good morning to everybody in Sharks Territory, or good afternoon for all of our East Coast fans. Um, I wanted to sh- talk about this picture. So yesterday, the San Jose Sharks released some pics. Um, obviously, this was during media day, if I'm not mistaken, or during their, um, you know, when they are doing all their productions and stuff a couple weeks ago. But uh, this picture right here of uh, Capo... Kekkonen, I believe that is. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Uh, the lighting on this picture... Maybe not so much right here as you see it enlarged, but the light on this picture on um, on X, it honestly looked like the the crest, the main crest logo, the Sharks logo. It almost appeared to be a blend of the Heritage logo and the current San Jose Sharks logo. Um, you could kind of see the hint of teal on top of the shark head kind of pop out on this uh, on this video here. But just I wanted to react to that really quick. If the sharks did decide to color the entire shark head or the entire shark of, of the logo black with the teal um, gills and the teal outlining near the eye, I think that would be amazing. I really do. As a matter of fact, I think that would be a dope alternate jersey that we're supposedly uh, that's rumored to surface this season. As a matter of fact, on that note, if the Sharks do indeed introduce a third jersey this season, we can almost guarantee that it will not be revealed until November. And why? Because this whole entire month, while inventory or while you know while the inventory lasts, while it's still stocked, uh, they have I think was it thirty percent, but they're they're pretty much doing sales on their stealth jerseys. So. What does that mean? Sounds like Sharks have some inventory of the stealth jerseys and they're going to try to, you know, get all that out of stock. And I think once they finally got it all out of stock, then they'll drop and reveal what may potentially be the new black alternate jersey. Just pure speculation, okay? Um, Just speculating off of the rumors out there. All right. And um, yeah, that's pretty much the show. in case you missed it and you're tuning in late, you know, we're reacting to uh, ESPN and NHL kind of failing hockey fans by drooling over Bedard's secondary assist and, you know, making the Stanley Cup um, banner raising ceremony take a back seat to Connor Bedard. Um, Eric Carlson playing, you know, common traditional Eric Carlson uh, game with a minus two and, um, you know, <sighs> The Vegas Golden Knights, that Stanley Cup ring, it's it's inspiring to say the least just because the fact that they have the arena uh, embedded in it, that's awesome. I would love to see the Sharks do something like that when they finally get theirs. And um, Oh, yeah, also, a lot of fans were kind of taking to social media saying that the uh, banner is ugly. Um, hey, they got one. All right, so I really don't – I'm not so much – I'm not one of those fans who really, like, 
hate on Vegas. I understand the rivalry there, but I mean, when we only beat them seven times in a regular season, it's not really a rivalry. That's just my opinion. Maybe we could get it back there this season, and maybe we'll get it back there starting tomorrow night. So, opening night, okay, uh, I think we should cover this really quick. So, the San Jose Sharks are going to have a foodie. Uh, so, if you're a foodie here in the Bay Area, uh, the place to be is the SAP Center tomorrow. Um, so, Opening night at San Jose Sharks Tank. I believe the festivities begin at 4 o'clock, but let me just make sure. Um, let me just double check. So there's going to be Rosario's Tacos, Lazetta Soul Food, Cookies and Cream, um, Akita Sushi, JoJo's Hot Chicken, Grillzilla's The Cookout, Fire and Slice, Twister Food Truck. So a lo- you know it's a food festival. If you're a foodie, uh, the pregame celebration, it's free, all right? So it's free. It's not free to get in the game, <laughs> but the celebration outside the take, it's free. You do not need a ticket to uh, enjoy it. And, yes, it does start at 4 o'clock, uh, so 4 to 7 o'clock, all right? So uh, pretty much right when they open the doors to let everyone in for the game is when the festival will stop. Um, it will also have a local DJ exhibit and merchandise booths from Sharks Ice and the Sharks Pro Shop. It's going to have a shark slap shop booth and more. Um, the Flatliners, who are recording that new theme, will um, debut an original song that you know they've been teasing, and um, that will be if you are actually you know in the uh, in the arena. So that's going to go down. Um, so you know, be in your seats early so you don't miss it. Um, and also, you know, they have new uh, bag policy, all right? So this right here has kind of been, like, subject to uh, scrutiny and whatnot amongst fans, especially for, um, you know, some of our lady sharks out there who want to bring in their handbags or their purse. Uh, the San Jose Sharks and the SAP Center announced that there is um, they're now allowing fans to enter the tank with bags that are 5 by 9 by 2 or um, – Excuse me, that used to be it. Uh, the new screen system allows bags up to 20 inches by 14 inches by 11 inches. So I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Um, I know that that was like one of those unnecessary things uh, un- or unnecessary changes that just kind of cause uproar. So I'm kind of glad to see that, um, you know, they're being a little bit more lenient on, um, you know, people getting into the game. Um, and Really quick, for the game, fans attending tomorrow night's game, they're going to obviously get that um, that apron that has the San Jose Sharks schedule on it. And apparently there's going to be a Pix Mob light show with on-ice projections. It's a pregame show. They kind of did it last season. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to do this season. But also I'm looking forward to see how they're going to utilize that. It's not 3D. I think it's called Force Perspective, but I want to see how they're going to utilize that new shiny uh, center-hung video display, whatever name you want to use and not call it a Jumbotron. I want to see how they're going to use that this season to its fullest potential because, honestly, um, I feel like they kind of lack it on it last season. But it is what it is. You know, It's a new season, and everything is going to be, in my opinion, is going to be outstanding tomorrow. So uh, be there. All right, the Sharks are going to open the doors to the SAP Center at 6.15. All right, so, um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, there's still some tickets left. It looks like it's going to be a packed house. It looks like it's going to be a sellout crowd, and I hope to see you all there. 
All right. And that is it. That is our quick get together for this, you know, early morning edition or early afternoon edition, depending on where you're watching of Shark City Filter. I am your host, Aaron James. You've been enjoying the number one live stream, the number one trending stream in Sharks territory. That is Shark City Unfiltered. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to covering the Sharks officially starting tomorrow. Um, and you know what? I didn't want to do this, but it might as well do it. Let's do it. Uh, as we said, we opened last episode, we opened up shop, baby. So add some drip to your latest fit, help support shark city hockey and celebrate our fifth anniversary season with our uh, teas, all this stuff. And a couple of more can be a couple more items of merchandise can be found on our webpage, sharkcityhockey.com. But, uh, you know, here's a, one of the many ways to support shark city hockey. Um, if you want to do it for free, you can do so by a, giving us a like like this uh video like uh like this post if you're on facebook or if you're on x um obviously share it if you're on both of those platforms don't forget to subscribe i know a lot of fans out there are kind of watching from the cuts they're in stealth mode by all means i encourage you to subscribe to the channel help grow shark city hockey and hey don't be shy join the chat join the conversation um by all means you know what I'm saying? Um, and of course, you could also support Shark City Hockey by f uh, for free by, you know, rating the the show on your favorite audio platforms. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been enjoying the show from top of the hour. You all have a great rest of your day. Tomorrow is it's time. All right. It's time. Uh, Sharks are going to be facing off against the Vegas Golden Knights, 7.30 p.m. faceoff. And um, I honestly think, despite what everyone's saying, being that October is going to be, you know, dreadful, you know, having those first four games uh, against super tough squads, I personally believe that the San Jose Sharks may take the hockey world by surprise. If you don't think so, or if you do, by all means, drop a comment in the comment section. And, uh, you know, let me know what your predictions are going to be. I honestly think, and I want to say the Sharks are going to go to playoffs. More than likely, I think they're going to contend for a wild card spot. Will they fall short of it at the end of the season? Perhaps. Not too sure. But I do not believe that we are going to be a bottom feeding club. I honestly don't even think we're going to be in the race for the top pick. I know everyone's talking Celebrini and his ties to you know, junior sharks, etc. But I just, I don't see that being in our future. I really don't. Anyways, that's just my opinion. Um, all right. So that's it. I'm about to wrap this up and enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you to everybody again. Uh, don't forget to follow us across the board on social media at shark city hockey. And you know, let's go sharks. We will be live on site tomorrow night. Don't be shy. Don't be weird. Don't be following me around the arena and peeking at me behind the freaking, uh, <laughs> uh, you know who you are all right i'll see you guys see y'all tomorrow night let's go sharks i'm out of here